steering test. This is the morning sports desk for Monday, July 25th. We have Corey joining us. How's uh, how's your Monday? You know, it's uh, it is a Monday. It so is, in fact, a Monday. It is in fact a Monday. It's pretty cold this morning. It was shocking. It shocked my system. So uh, in our house, anyway. Yeah, we have just like a little window unit AC, mm-hmm. and we knew it was going to cool off overnight. But generally, we like to have that AC running through the night. Yeah, because it's just easier to sleep in a cool house than, you know, than the alternative. Than the alternative, and you know, if there was maybe a little wind or a little breeze last night, it would have been good to have the windows open. But when it just is not, it was pretty still. Whatever. So, as is the case, I woke up this morning. I was like, it's pretty chilly in this house. <laughs> <laughs> As it is every morning when you have let the window unit of the AC run all night. And typically, I'm able to step outside and like, oh, there it is. That's that's the little warm-up I needed. And it was cooler outside than our house, and it was surprising. 46 degrees at the Wadena Airport as of 716 this morning. If that stands, uh, I think that'd be a record low because the record low is 50 degrees. Oh no! On kidding. this day, so wow, hey, cool. we're we're setting records on a Monday. So at the very least, if you don't have the energy to get through the week, know that you're a part of history today. Good job, so, everyone. We did it. Speaking of history, uh, which Twins Hall of Famer do you want to talk about uh, first? Tony Oliva or Jim Cott? I don't care. All right, we're gonna go with Jim Cott. Here's a little bit of uh, his Hall of Fame induction speech yesterday. I pitched there for 13 seasons. I was there almost the entire decade in the 60s. And baseball was new there, and I want to tell you fans of the greater upper Midwest, uh, it was such a pleasure as a young player to start my career up there. Jim Cott. There's a little bit of uh, Jim Cott talking about his Hall of Fame acceptance speech as he got inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York yesterday. Uh, a lot of Twins representation yesterday. A lot of Twins representation. Jim Cott makes it. Um, now we can get the... Have the Twins retired two number 36s yet? They retired Jim Cotts just uh, a few we- uh, couple weeks ago. Uh, back at, uh, I think, just uh, the last home game they had, the last Saturday game, they retired number 36. They have not for Joe Nathan. I mean... They should. Joe if Nathan they are- was like the closer of a generation there. Yeah, I mean, if there wasn't this guy named Mariano Rivera in New York, he would probably be the best closer of that era. I mean, he was right in there. He was, he was, uh, he was. Brad Lidge, Trevor Hoffman. Yeah, Isringhausen. There were some names. There were some names. But he was right up there time, with them. But, but yeah, he was as consistent for as long of a time as, was more consistent than pretty much all those guys. Anyway, um, K-Rod, remember K-Rod? Yeah, he's Hall of Fame eligible next year. Wow. So I wonder, cause I don't think, is he a Hall of Famer? K-Rod? Yeah. Uh, probably not, but he's on the ballot. All right. Well, if he isn't, then sorry, Joe Nathan. That's a good try. <laughs> uh, uh, it was cool. I mean, cool to see that. I loved. Let me tell you my favorite part about Jim Cott. Okay. He wore a cream-colored suit with pinstripes. 
If you didn't, and also with like little round glasses. Which would have looked like, I don't know, you ever seen a twins uniform that was cream colored with pinstripes? Like, look at him being a team player. I love it. Look at him. Giving credit to the fans. He looked very professorial, didn't he? He He, looked like a collegiate, like English professor or something. He looks, uh, in his Hall of Fame speech, he looks like a college football coach in the 1950s. Yeah, it looks great. It looks great for him. Uh, 15 or 16 gold gloves throughout the course of his career. That's right. Uh, I think only, uh, uh, what's his name? The Braves pitcher from the 90s, Maddox? Greg Maddox. I think he's the only one that has more gold gloves. At his position. So, oh, wow. Okay, cool. So Jim Cott uh, played forever, and I think that's really what got him into the Hall of Fame, wasn't it? Just his longevity alone? I think that and the gold gloves. Yeah. You know, those are, those are, because those are, that's a thing. That's, that has to count towards you. Yeah. If you win 16 of them, you were pretty darn good. So, yeah, Jim Cott, a Hall of Famer for the Minnesota Twins. You want to talk Tony O? Let's do it. All right, here's what he had to say. Yeah, it's so blessing to be able to play for Minnesota Twins. I went for Minnesota Twins all those years because from the top to the bottom, everybody first class. There's a little bit of Tony Oliva talking about uh, the Minnesota Twins. Did he play every season of his career with Minnesota? Yeah, I believe so. Because Carew went to the Angels for a little bit. Correct. But Tony O stayed with the Twins throughout his entire career and... Had, I think it was six batting titles, led the league in hits five t- different times, some, uh, three batting titles, led the league in hits six times. Um, Jim Cott and the arguability over his Hall of Fame career was valid. Mm-hmm. I, like the debate whether he should get in or not? Yes. I'm glad he's in. I, I'm of the opinion that if there's a debate, put him in because why not? Yeah. Um, Tony O should have been in a long, long time ago. It always kind of felt as a homer, like a cardinal sin, that Tony Oliva wasn't in the Hall of Fame. Uh huh. And I always thought he was in the Hall of Fame. Let's be frank. There, he's Mister Twin. There is no, in the words of Dick Bramer, there's no greater ambassador for Twins baseball than Tony O. It's true. There's no greater ambassador for Twins baseball than Tony Oliva. The dude is just. He's a, he's a twin. He's a Minnesota twin. It's like, you know how people are like, wearing a hat is not a personality, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Having a beard is not a personality, bro. Uh, Tony Oliva and a, being a Minnesota twin is his personality. This yeah. It's who he is. He's like everything that that organization has ever represented, and uh, it's awesome. It's awesome, awesome, awesome that he's in. 304 career batting average for Tony O. He had 1,917 hits, 220 home runs, 947 RBIs in over 1,600 career games played. He played all 15 seasons with the Twins from 62 to 76, an eight-time All-Star, three-time batting champion. And perennially hurt. Yeah. So they rewarded him for what should have been. Yeah. That's pretty straightforward. I think people talk about Tony Oliva much differently. If he's healthy, all well, the he time. gets over two thousand hits. He gets probably closer to three thousand. I mean, Joe Mauer is another one. Of the, it's kind of in the same camp. Joe Mauer just got over two thousand hits in his career, right before he retired, and 
So Joe Maurer might be very old. We might when he makes it. Yeah, it Joe Maurer. It's he's going to be one of those. It's going to be a Tony O. Jim Cott situation for him. Joe Maurer is going to get into the Hall of Fame. I'm confident about that. It's going to take him a while, just because of the injuries and the move to first base and how they adjust when they look at his stats as a first baseman. Yes, all that stuff is going to be taken into account. Either way, though, two more Minnesota Twins in the Hall of Fame. That's something to celebrate about Tony Oliva, Jim Cott. One last question. I don't want to dwell on this too much. Do, do the Twins consider David Ortiz as well part of their Hall of Fame class this year? No, because he isn't. No. The dude straight up stunk when he played for the Twins. That's he did, it. He did credit the Twins in his, uh, you were saying, he did credit them in his uh, acceptance speech. Well, I know that he uh, gave a number of thank yous because the Twins are where they got his where He, he was got there for start. five years. And, you know, he really came into his own, obviously, in Boston. But, um, um, you know, he wore number 34 because of Kirby Puckett. Really? And, um, so I, I, there's no reason to not like David Ortiz. No. He's just a great, he's another, he's an ambassador for the Boston Red Sox as much as Tony Oliva is for the Minnesota Twins. So he left a mark on that city, won them three World Series, helped break the curse of the Bambino, all that kind of stuff. He, he's, a sports, he's about as close to a sports legend as you're going to get in today's and, era. And a guy who cracked the city of Boston when there are some absolute legends yeah. in the city of Boston. Um, his team right now, though, is imploding. It's hilarious to watch you, uh, the way Boston finds way to lose games right it's, now. It, you know, it just stinks to be Boston. You know, they just, that city really needs a winner. You know, they've gone like, what, four years without a championship? Gosh. It's just so tough. So. They've gone like three weeks since the sports team has been in a finals. That's true. So it's been, it's just, it's rough to be them. Hey, speaking of a team that wins games, uh, how about the Minnesota Twins oh, over the weekend? Win, win, win. Yeah, they beat Detroit twice. Kind of put it to them. Put it to them a little bit as Gary Sanchez hit a two run double, making it eight to one in the like, uh, the eighth inning, something like that. I mean, the Tiger, you talk about teams imploding. The Tigers, it's, just starting the second half of the season, and they've already mailed it in. Like they're, you can just see it on their team. They're done. Well, they sent down their stud, mm-hmm. Spencer that, Torkelson. That Torkelson. Um, which, by the way, if you were to just pick if the guy's going to be a Hall of Famer or not based on a name, I don't think you'd pick Spencer Torkelson as a future Hall of Famer. No, no offense to the Torkelsons. It just doesn't sound like. You know, you got some angry letters coming. It's gonna come around for that dude. Like he is, he's a, a prospect that like all of baseball is like. Finally, he's here. Yeah, he's he, gonna be just fine. He's a number one overall pick. I think he played baseball at Auburn. He'll be, he'll be all right. It as you know, Byron Buxton, prime example. Sometimes it takes guys a few years to figure out big, big league pitching. Turns right. out it's pretty tough. Byron Buxton, on the other hand, super cool name. If you were to look at prospects. Be like, one of these guys is going to be a Hall of Famer one day, the other one isn't. You would pick the cool-sounding Byron Buxton. You know which uh, which Twins prospect is getting a lot of uh, play this this season? He's not going to crack the majors this year, but somebody who definitely turning heads, Christian Encarnacion Strand. Isn't that another wow. name you can get behind? That's not bad. That's not bad. I get behind anybody whose last name is Encarnacion because... Uh, there's always a bunch of them in the majors, and they're always good. They're all good. Hey, uh, you know who else uh starts their uh who you know who else starts getting going today? No, or maybe not today, but at least uh, rookies reported. 
the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, I see. Well, you said who, and I was thinking of a Twins player. But when you said who, you meant the Vikings. Yes. Yes, I did, because training camp, is it today? <laughs> That's an awful horn. Awful horn, but we're using awful it. Awful Galler horn. Um, they're reporting rookies are already there. I saw Kirk Cousins reported yesterday, too. Yeah, you can report. I think the first full squad workout is Wednesday. Okay. When uh, when that officially gets going. Now, um, I've got like a little over two and a half minutes here. All right, let's run through them. So, first of all, vibe check. Let's do just a let's just do a very holistic, overarching vibe check on the Minnesota Vikings. Feels very settled this year, doesn't it? You know, honestly, the Vikings are going to have one of the most boring training camps I think all of all the league, and I'm okay with it. You remember how last year's training camp started? It was a mess. You had Mike Zimmer throwing teammates under the bus because of vaccination status. You had, uh, by the way, his franchise quarterback along with his defensive leader, uh, mainly the franchise quarterback. You had just this uneasy feeling in the air because you knew that this could potentially be Mike Zimmer's last season. It could potentially be Kirk Cousins' last season. There was a lot of pressure and expectation and a lame duck coach. And I mean, there was a whole bunch going on. And by the way, there was a mini COVID outbreak in like the first week of training camp that takes out your drafted quarterback and Kellen Mond and sets his development back a few months. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of uneasy feeling that entire time. So I think just there's nowhere to go but up compared to last year. And that's what's interesting about this is there's a brand new coach and things should be a little unsettled. Like not nervous but like excited, unsettled. Like, what's this gonna be? What's this gonna? And it just doesn't feel that way. It feels very like, you know, very business like as usual. The ship is on smooth water right now, and um, I'm a little surprised by that. But it's also uh, super cool. Yeah, it's not a it's not a bad thing, but yeah, it's definitely an uneasy kind of feeling of like, what's what's gonna go on here? I think this training camp is gonna be pretty boring. I think Kevin O'Connell is gonna be. I've heard other people use this analogy. Going to be Rocco Baldelli-like, I feel like. Mike Zimmer liked to ride players as hard as you could in the modern NFL training camp. I think we're going to see a huge departure from that. I think we're going to see a lot of rest days for veterans like Thielen, Kendrick, Smith, uh, all that kind of stuff. I think it's going to be very laid back. I think it's going to be kind of along that vibe. of, and, and that's why I like that maybe not uneasy feeling, but just a very laid back feeling, I think, for a lot of players. We've got 30 seconds. Okay. As we look ahead to the season, 17 games in front of us. Mm-hmm. Anybody not named Kirk Cousins, who needs to have a year for you? Uh, You know, I think Cam Dantzler, if you want to go some underrated guys. Love it. Uh, he's a cornerback entering his third season. He was always in Mike Zimmer's doghouse. Uh, now with the new coaching staff. Uh, he has a chance to kind of rework himself or reprove himself again. And if he can just have a season where he just flashes that promise a little more consistently, he could see himself get a lot of snaps on this team. Also, first-round pick, Lewis C. All right, see ya. <laughs> All right, there we go. Sounds good. There goes Corey. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, the 25th of July. And, yeah, we're talking Vikings football. <laughs> 
Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit Shipt.com. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com. Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack. And with Lecvio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Lecvio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects were injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Lecvio.com or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower, longer, Lecvio.